This election is a choice. This election will determine whether we can come together. This election is absolutely crucial. What's really important, of course, is 12 us in a giant stress-free rifle. Please explain. You're listening to the 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast. Hello election watchers and welcome to the 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast where our newsroom breaks down what's happening in the election for May 6, 2022, just 15 full campaigning days away from the federal election. My name is Alexis Pink, I'm the news coordinator at 4ZZZ and joining us as always is the 4ZZZ newsroom. Hi everyone, I'm Eliza and I'm an international relations and journalism student. Hi, I'm Brad. I'm a film student at the Queensland School of Film and Television. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm a journalism communication student. On today's podcast, Labor drops super from its paid parental leave plan. Malcolm Turnbull backs the Teal Independence. The back and forth on an anti-corruption commission. And insights on campaign spending. Let's start at the top. Brad, tell us what's happening with Labor's paid parental scheme. Uh, Labor has decided to drop superannuation from its paid parental leave policy after spending several weeks weeks contemplating whether to include it. Tanya Plibersek, the Shadow Minister for Women, told the ABC that it wasn't a policy that Labor was taking to the election this year. A government review of the policy found it would cost only $200 million, and the Labor Party, while committing to it at the 2019 election, did not for this election. When Plibersek was asked why the policy was not being taken to the election, she stated that it isn't possible for us to fix every problem created by the government in our first term, which could be implying that Labor planned to reintroduce the policy at the next federal election. After being asked for comment, the opposition leader Anthony Albanese stated that we support parental leave, but we can't commit to everything we've committed to at the last campaign. Labor are very strong on the issues around paid parental leave. They've been talking about childcare during this election. Why drop this one is the big question. Anyone have any ideas? I think at the last election also, they had a lot of trouble. They had a lot of policies that probably weren't well explained to the people. So I think they're trying to push a few major points versus smaller policies that will get people in to vote for them. That's quite true. Um, Is this a way of Albanese differentiating himself from the leadership of Bill Shorten, for example? I think he's definitely sort of aiming towards a more like economically responsible angle, especially since that's been a lot of the criticisms that the Liberal Party have alleged against um, Labour this election. So I think it's definitely something that he's trying to move away from, as opposed to Bill Shorten, who had a lot of um, very large ideas um, and policies last election. Malcolm Turnbull's been out again. Who'd like to tell me about what he's saying? (laughs) So... Former um, Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has turned the ball on Scott Morrison this election. His latest comments about teal independents or small liberals have come amid his continuing criticism of the Morrison government. Today at a keynote speech at the Washington Harvard Club, Turnbull had stated that it is fair to say that liberal or moderate voices have been marginalised and their influence is much diminished and diminishing. He followed up by suggesting that the disenfranchised Liberal Party members should vote for teal independents. Even if the members of a political party cannot escape from the thrall of the dominant fraction, their traditional supporters in the electorate can do so by voting for an independent who has a real chance of success. The speech comes after he declined to state whether or not he would be voting for Dave Schwammer in his old electorate of Wentworth. This isn't the first time that Turnbull has voiced criticism over Morrison and his party's actions. 
He called both for the disendorsement of Catherine Deves and supported Kevin Rudd's call for a royal commission into media control. Turnbull is likely to make many more appearances before the election and his voice could prove vital to this decision. So, once again, Malcolm Turnbull out saying things that aren't the most, say, liberal-friendly that you could imagine. Well, certainly Liberal Party-friendly. What's the motivation here? I think he is trying to urge the public in a way to really consider their vote and pretty much telling people that he no longer supports the party he was once a part of. But it is a fairly fine line he's writing here. He's not saying don't vote for the Liberals. He's saying consider a vote for the Teal Independents, which has been a sort of feature of the things he's been talking about for the last couple of years. Still a member of the Liberal Party. So maybe he's not that keen to say, no, the Liberals are terrible. What is he aiming for here? Is he aiming for, effectively, the moderates to leave the Liberal Party? Or is he trying to get the moderates to take stand inside the Liberal Party and push back against a more conservative line? I believe the trend that he's trying to push is to get uh, the moderates to stand up a little bit. He's trying to... In that speech, he advocated for almost taking back the party from what he called the conservative faction, which was, um, he said, had almost stolen the party like it had in America. Okay, on to the next story. What's happening with this anti-corruption commission stuff? Uh, Apparently that got a bit of a run. Yes, so Anthony Albanese has continued to drive home the promise of a robust anti-corruption commission. Uh, He was asked on Q&A last night whether or not this would be retrospective and he stated that he wanted an independent organisation who would have their own discretion if they wanted to have to investigate the current Morrison government. So Scott Morrison spoke publicly that a powerful corruption commission could result in public autocracy, and coming from the sports rot scandal that has been looming, looming over the LNP this election, this seems to be an issue that Labor is focusing on pushing forward. There's a lot. The coalition is saying that they don't want a powerful anti-corruption commission. And mostly people are saying this is about Scott Morrison's time in office. What he might be worried about is retrospective investigations into other things that we just simply don't know about at the moment. However, saying that the commission can be retrospective make this a little bit of a harder sell to Liberal Party um, supporters who don't necessarily want uh, their side of politics pulled apart over the next three years by a corruption body. I feel as though if it's retrospective, Labor could be pulled apart just as easily. It's looking at both sides of politics. So if they want to push forward with a federal ICAC, they're putting themselves in the hot seat as well. And yeah, it has to be a sort of independent body in that way. It can't just focus on things that the Morrison government does. And theoretically, it will investigate things that a future Albanese government would do if that happens. So it's not a one-way street. So the last thing we've got up is election spending. Brad, what's going on there? Uh, Pathmatics has revealed digital ad spending for several of the major parties heading into this year's election. 
Uh, the social media landscape has been becoming increasingly important over the last few years, and this has seen the major parties competing online. Clive Palmer led the parties in spending $8 million and hiring 49 creatives, and according to Pathmatics, 100% of this has been spent on YouTube. YouTube is one of the only platforms where the United Australia Party has been marginally more successful than the Liberal and the Labour parties. However, the success is not relative with the amount of money that has been spent, and campaigns on Twitter and Instagram have been significantly less successful than the two majors. The Liberal Party has employed 75 creatives and has spent only around 500000 on digital advertising, and around 40% of that has gone to Facebook. Pathmatic stated that the party's spending had increased five times from the previous week. Taking a slightly different strategy is the Australian Labour Party, whom have currently amassed around $900,000 to spend on digital ads, but have hired over 400 creatives, and almost 80% of that is going to Facebook. The different styles of the campaigns are going to be having a continuing effect as the parties joust for the online vote. Is there a reason why you would split your, why the party strategies might split like that? Well, I think it's interesting because you're going to get some platforms then where you're not going to get any ads at all, so you're going to be missing an entire audience. Uh, I think with what the Liberals are doing, which is spreading out their advertising a little bit more, it's going to reach more people, it's going to be a lot less mass than, say, Palmer United Australia on YouTube would be, which is why the UAP is stronger on YouTube than Liberal and Labour. I think in terms of Clive Palmer on YouTube as well, I think we've heard a lot in the past about YouTube pushing people to the boundaries of extremism, and I think that could potentially be what they're trying to reach, really um, dissatisfied voters who are discontent with the current way of politics. I think that's all the time we've got for today. Um, thank you for listening to the 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast. For more news, head to 4ZZZ.org.au forward slash news or listen to 4ZZZ on 102.1 FM on DAB Plus Digital Radio via the 4ZZZ website or on your favourite podcasting app. If you have a tip-off or feedback about the show, please email us, newsroom at 4ZZZ.org.au and if you'd like to support this project and many more on 4ZZZ, you can go to 4ZZZ.org.au forward slash support and subscribe today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks.